This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I'm also Jared Stern. And you're Between Two Sterns. Test, test, test. One, two, one, two, one. Test to one. Test to two. Test to all you do. Just sitting here waiting for Jared Stern. Just Jared Stern waiting for Jared Stern here. I'm Jared Stern waiting for Jared Stern. This is the Jared Stern equivalent of uh, Waiting for Godot, except Godot is Jared Stern, and I am also Jared Stern. So I'm waiting for myself, but I'm not aware of it. It's pretty deep right there. It's pretty deep. Hello. There you are. Yeah. Might I say, Good looking haircut there. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's not what I'm what I'm used to. I'm not you used don't to. like it? It's it's not my favorite. It's it's uh, Andrea likes it, which I guess is yeah. the only thing that's really important. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's growing on me, literally. It's the closest your hair has looked to my style. Now that yeah, I know mine is growing out a little bit, I was like, you're going this swoop is one way. <laughs> I'm going swoop the other. This was uh, not my plan. This, when I described to her what I wanted, this was not what I was going for. Because I normally have it like brushed yeah. forward. And this is more of a swoop, like flock of seagulls swoop back kind of looks thing. Looks good. It, it plays in well. Next, my Julie keeps asking me if I'll get microbladed, get my eyebrows microbladed. Uh, right. And I said 1 million subscribers. If we get to <laughs> 1 million subscribers, I will microblade my eyebrows. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure um, what our subscriber base is. But I've been looking at the analytics. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, I don't know what we said in episode three. I have no idea. I've gone I'm back and sure. listened to it. I must have listened to episode three now, like at least 20 times in the past week, trying to figure out what we said that's mm-hmm. causing. <laughs> uh-huh. In any case. I, I really, I really haven't. It would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I what? keep going back over it because there was one thing I keep missing. It, and, and I know this will segue into a topic that I know you're eager to talk about, but would that not be a classic Muppets joke right there for Fozzie to, to explain to Kermit <laughs> sure. that he's listened to the podcast 20 times and he can't figure out why we're getting this like 20 listener boost? Why we're getting so much traction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, we also, that was the first mention of my I know your theory for I the know. Muppet show. Yeah. So who knows? But this most episode six hasn't, received the same boost as yet I, yeah and i keep seeing it people keep going back for number three i don't know what I don't it know is why. i'm not i'm not arguing the russian bots love episode three <laughs> right so on that on that segue and let's let's jump into it early sure, I, yeah, please. I did i did not only my homework but extra credit as well oh i'm gonna my tell God. you exactly what i did and okay. i'd love to talk to you about it so please. i watched three-ish episodes of the Muppets. Oh, okay. I watched episode one, Mm -hmm. episode two, and then I jumped to season five, episode one. Oh, wow. And watched like the first like 15 minutes of that just to see the arc. I wanted to see kind of where it started 
And like once it really got its feet going and like its rhythm and its timing worked out, sure. I wanted to see where it was going a little bit. To say that I loved it would be an understatement. I, oh, I really, I, I, now here's the thing that's going to irritate you and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to bury the lead yeah, on this way. Julie hated it. And, and right, and, and it's been a slight point of contention for us. I really think that there's a slight generational gap. Julie is 31, she's about okay. to turn 32. So it's a little outside of her wheelhouse. And culturally what she grew up with, she is not aware of what a vaudevillian variety show is. Okay, So sure. she doesn't I, I understand, understand what's being parodied within this. Um, I can understand if you didn't grow up with, you know, Johnny Carson, exactly. Sullivan, that sort exactly. of thing. And so it, yeah. it took her through episode two to be like, I don't think I know what a variety show is. Now, I don't want to start off with the bad because I have nothing but good things to say, but at the conclusion of the first episode, I turned to her because she had made little comments throughout it. Um, and I'll say those comments as well, but I was like, mm -hmm. so what do you think? And her exact words, and I took notes, was, I hated it. I didn't like it. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but all had question marks next to it. Okay. Like she wasn't sure she wasn't which sure. one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to start right at the beginning and walk you through my experience with episode one. First of all, please. I didn't understand the Muppets growing up. There's no question that when I was watching it, I didn't understand what I was watching. And I now understand why the documentary style version of it failed and why the movie struggled. Because the brilliance of the Muppets is, even when they're off stage, there's still an assumption they're in front of the audience. Mm -hmm. And there's always that kind of, we're on, we know the camera's there. Kermit's always breaking the fourth wall in a number of ways. There's always an audience awareness to it. Sure. And when you strip that audience awareness away, I understand your frustration with the reboot now, which is I don't need to see Kermit and Piggy's actual sex life. I need right. to keep them in that illusion that you put on in front of an audience, which is we never really address the thing that's actually occurring. The other thing that I didn't like about the reboot was the tone of the show. Darker. It was not just, not just darker, it was mean. It was mm. mean for no good reason. Like they treated, they tried to treat it like the office. And in doing so, they made some of the Muppets assholes. Yeah. And they, there's not a, like, there's no mean in the Muppet show. But here's the thing. There is not assholery in the Muppets, but there is in unintended inconsiderateness. Sure. But there's yeah. never any maliciousness behind it. That's the thing. It's it, all stems from ignorance so that you can learn from your mistake and grow and become right. better. It's also a learning exercise. So. Before I get to that, first of all, I was going to say, I start the episode, I'm listening to it. Manamana is number one. I knew every lyric to the song Manamana. Manamana. Which episode is Manamana on? Episode number one, the first sketch they did is Manamana. I beg to differ. I'm, we can go to the tape right now if you want. We could pause it. I'm episode pretty one, sure but... I'd know if... Because I watched episode, I, I watched season one, you episode did. one. That's that's the one with Rita Moreno, right? Yeah, the the and ballet dancer. Manamana was not on that show. Yes, it was. I swear to God, it wasn't. I know you do. I really know. I really, I'm, I really know. I'm I, aware I know. that you. I here's the thing. I know this. This might be one of those Mandela effects. Episode season one, episode one was Juliet Prowse. Oh, it was. Season one, episode one, 
Well, no, I, I, I took notes. This was the, these were the episodes that I watched in order. Season one, episode one. I, I'm, I see what you, I see what you're pointing at. I got, I got Rita Moreno, who is not Juliet Prowse, Sandy what? Duncan, who is what not Juliet Prowse. What kind of fucked up Jared Stern, Jared Stern multiverse crossover bullshit is this? We I have s- different season one, episode ones to the Muppet Show on our Disney Plus. Hold, please. <laughs> Hold, please. Yeah. For those of you who uh, are only listening to the podcast, Jared has. I know. I'm talking. I know. I'm talking to the audio uh, podcast. Jared has stepped up and grabbed multiple remotes um, and is now turning on his TV to determine if he can find out who what is episode one of the Muppets. So we're going to watch him do this. Um, this is Jared Stern in his natural habitat watching TV. She's pulling it up now, and um, let's see. We're going to look this up on IMDb as well, just to see if we can figure out what this is. So I'm looking it up on IMDb right now. Now, what you guys aren't aware is I've shown him on my phone what season one, episode one is. We're going to go there right here, and yes, it is confirmed that on IMDb, season one, episode one of The Muppet Show is Juliet Prowse. Now... Let's see if Jared can get there on his own. He, he, he appears to be turning on the TV. You, you can tell there's, a, there's an anxious energy in the room. He's not sure about what he's about to see on the screen. Um, now, Jared's standing there, a real striking, solid TV watching pose. He's got it, the Roku remote in his right hand. He's a solid left hand in the pocket type of guy, looking like a pair of black jeans or black slacks. Now, a big point of contention that I sometimes get is when somebody does have their hand in their pockets, are they thumbs out or thumbs in? Now, I've always been traditionally a thumbs in type of guy. Um, recently, I've been told that thumbs out is the appropriate play. But uh, looking on screen, this Jared Stern, also a thumbs in type of thing. Uh, he's clearly waiting for it to load up. And we're back in. I, I can double confirm that he's definitely a thumbs in when with his hand is in the uh, pocket type of thing. And you just want that thumb in there because you don't want it to get cut off or caught on anything, right? Aesthetically, if you're taking a photograph, I say go thumbs out. Um, but if you're just walking around, that thumb can catch on anything. And maybe we can get in real time his reaction of realizing that he somehow managed to watch this beloved series that he has so much love and affection for um, out of order. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to be gentle with him when he comes back because it, it's going to be tough for him. And, and we don't want to, we, we, we want to support Jared through this, right? You know, he, it, it's rare when, when, when your reality is shocked <laughs> this way. He's also looking back at me, nervously wondering what exactly I'm saying. Um, we've now moved into a crossed arm position, and, and that's a classic defensive position, really closing off the heart chakra. Uh, but you can see the concern building in him. I have more than enough evidence on the screen to support that. Julia Prowse is episode one, uh, April 23rd, 1977. And I have to imagine that there's a series of small monkeys that are cranking Jared's electricity and internet right now. Maybe a maybe a hamster on a wheel working the internet, maybe a, a crank. For all I know, in whatever reality Jared exists in, where the Muppets is out of order, they're still on AOL dial-up. I don't know, but but Jared's going to come back on, and we're going to hear what he has to say now. Well, I, the, I, it's it's not ready just yet. It's on the ho- it's on the home screen for Disney Plus. I just want to give you an idea of how old the Roku is that I'm using. <laughs> if you look at the uh, remote control, let me see if I can get that in front of you there. 
Can you pull you it out see... just a little bit? Oh, yeah, that... sure. You'll see oh, a, block, a... <laughs> a blockbuster button. <laughs> There's a blockbuster button on my remote here. So this is, this is some, oh, it says, yeah, please update your application. Great. I, I honestly think that this is some real gold that we're getting here. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I can't I, wait to hear what you said. <laughs> I, I can't wait for you to see it either. And in the meantime, if you just want to click on that IMDb link that shows that uh, episode one was in fact Juliet Prowse. That is not the one that I, oh, I swear to you, I went through the, I went through and started an ep at episode one you know episode one was rita moreno episode two was sandy duncan episode three was jim neighbors episode four was ruth buzzy joel gray and then paul williams those were those were my those were my uh it seems like you jumped to episode five because on here it's to episode five julia prouse connie stevens joel gray ruth buzzy Right. Then Rita Moreno, then Jim Neighbors, then Florence Henderson, then Paul Williams, Charles Azanavour. Wow. Harry so Harvey Strange. And then Lena Horn. And why you, I've I've already talked to the audience. We're not going to be harsh about this. This is a this, this is a real moment for you because I and I well, know the best news I have for you, Jared, is there's even more Muppets for you to watch. Oh, there's so much more. And I I've only seen one more episode since then. And that's the Lena Horn episode. Before we jump into you watching Cobra Kai starting at season three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I got that right. So uh, spoilers, Manamana is the first sketch they ever did. Uh, okay. Episode. Well, I, I you. I know you have to take my take my word. I'm gonna have for to this. take your word for it. But I knew every word to this goddamn song, They're and, and I for. Well, I knew that and by the way, I told you that Julie didn't like this. So as this is happening, Julie's just Does she not know Manamana? She's like, what the fuck is happening right now? All right. So a lot of what I can talk about here is we're gonna have to wait for the next episode because you're gonna fuck. have to go back and watch the other episodes. But I don't know how that got screwed up. What <laughs> I started from the beginning. One thing that I will say is, and it's kind of overarching. First of all, episode two is a crossover episode with Sesame Street. Ernie and Bert are on episode two as guest stars. Well, I mean, uh, Kermit the Frog is on. It was, was I'm on sitting Sesame there, I'm like, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe before they even got there. I'm like, I'm looking at huge <laughs> crossover events right now. A couple of things I realized. One, I never fully got what was happening on the show. That is very clear. Sure. And Julie asked a very important question early on into this, and I'd like your opinion on it because I couldn't really give a firm answer on it. Is this show for adults or children? It's technically for adults, but right. obviously it's a family show. Okay. But like so, I said, there are a lot of adult inf influences for it. Like I said, like a lot of the guest stars would be shown drinking. There's a, there's right. a, lot, of, there's a lot of quote unquote violence. It's Muppet violence, but it's violence. Right. It's not adult humor, but it's humor that the adults would get while the kids are watching yeah. the show. The other thing is this, and let me, I, I, I think I wrote this down in the best way possible. I never realized how horny Kermit was all the time. <laughs> and, really? Because he, Kermit it, flirts with everybody and everybody flirts with Kermit. Julian made multiple comments. She was like, why do all these women keep like sexually touching these Muppets? Yeah, no, no. Like, I, you know what? Now that I think back, he was he was kind of hitting on Lena Horn, and he was kind of hitting on a couple oh, yeah. of the other 
But but the guest stars, not the other Muppets, though. No, 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 no. Always the guest stars. Right. Yeah. But um, I think that, that was kind of the the attitude of the day. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you watched a lot of old school family feud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Richard yeah. Dawson yeah. Like, would kiss every... Have you not seen th- the YouTube compilations of, like, how creepy Richard Dawson was back in the yeah. day? Well, it was I mean, just like... What was what is creepy now was just how male hosts handled female guests back then. Right. But yeah, no, it, it's definitely evolved in the correct direction. I, I can't wait for you to go back and watch it, Jared. I really I, if you've if you've liked episode five, six, and seven of the Muppets, you can't wait until episodes one and two. I swear to God I started from the beginning. Okay, so two things that I think we can talk about that isn't specific to the show, mm-hmm. but just more performance-based, is how many voices from Sesame Street I heard in The Muppets. Yeah. Like, I heard Oscar the Grouch. Whoever sure. does Oscar the Grouch sampled that voice in some sort of minor character on The Muppets and then transferred it over. I guarantee you there was crossover because... 100%. Uh... The one thing I also noticed was the difference in how the characters express themselves. Okay. Based off of whether or not they had hands with fingers and active digits. Uh-huh. Or if they just, just were simply had arms, the... arms like hooked up to wires, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. It's really interesting who they chose to give, you know, the full gamut of range of motion with. And I worked at Sesame Place and I'm familiar with puppeteering. So I know the complexity that went into this where you had one person up here doing the mouth and one person doing usually the left hand or the right hand, and then Mm -hmm. somebody else doing an additional hand and two people coordinating together in order to do this kind of thing. Uh Um, But Fozzie Bear sticks out as one of the more animated characters on that show because he actually has hands and fingers and digits that can kind of- And he can wiggle his ears. Yes, yes he can. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you took the time. I'm yeah. Like, and I understand watching through the credits because you get little again. This the Muppets was the MCU before the MCU. They have mid credit bonus scenes uh-huh. like you watch through. There's a lot of crossover here. Well, did you, and so you watched season one, episode one and season five, episode one. Did you notice the difference between the two openings? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The openings got tighter. Clearly, the more established cast was kind of front and center in it. There, there was a lot of like throwaway characters in the beginning of the season one. Sure. Um, but, you know, by the when I watched the intro of the season five, the number of characters I recognized just by being up on the dais and like kind of the beginning opening number, I was like, oh yeah, I remember the weird like scientist dudes, the one that's really tiny and narrow. Yeah. Beaker. Beaker, yes, Beaker. Oh, of course, yeah. And I forget the other guy's name, but- Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for you to watch episode one of the show yeah i can't wait either apparently I, do me a favor jared just do mm-hmm. me a favor sure please go back and watch season one episode one of the muppets it would mean yeah. the world to me <laughs> <I'm> happy to <laughs> do it you know i'm sorry it took this long i i'm disappointed in you <laughs> that you, you refuse to watch episode one of the yeah. show no it's really it's a uh, it's been a real stumbling block for me um, you know, this, by the way, is, you know, as we figure out what this podcast is, because like, you know, you have different ideas for podcasts. We talked about the guys that watch the same movie over and over again a number sure. of times. 
you know, we, we, we worked with that couple or we trial by pilot, trial by pilot. I had an idea for, yeah, an episode of a show, which was just called trailing off, which is just watching trailers for shows and engaging what we think the plot would be. So watching the trailer and then jumping to the end of the, this is, this is our, our movie. When, when we expand this out to the Jared Stern cinematic universe, you and I will each watch a series and just pick the series up at different locations in time in the series. <laughs> you jump into the middle of season two, I jump into the middle of season five, and we try and figure out what the fuck we're watching as we try and compare notes. So I, I did watch, I watched the first two episodes of season mm. one of Cobra Kai. Um, and Do we need to confirm that it was season one? I, or it better have been <laughs> season one. It was very introductory. Take the reins, tell me what you thought. Well, no, I, I I really liked it. I mean, like you said, I think it wasn't just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. I liked the way that they kind of, they they made Johnny the center of the story. Yeah. They're juxtaposing the villain and the hero role. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of viewing what made Johnny a bad guy yeah. in the first, in the first movie through a different lens. It yep. wasn't just, he was a dickhead. Yep. He was, you, when you are rich like that and grow up privileged, yep. you are more prone to dickheadedness. Yep. So I just thought it, it, it was uh, neat the way that they you know, showed how, how his life had progressed uh, and it, how he has to see uh, LaRusso yeah. every day of his damn life with, on billboards yeah. and it's you know eating him up it's like I, I i tell you who it was great to see uh and he's popped up in another show that i uh watched on netflix ed asner oh yeah yeah he was just yeah. in there for a hot second but he was very quickly yeah, yeah as uh as johnny's dad what was he was he his dad or his stepdad his stepdad well i i, I, it's I guess either his dad some, or his stepdad there was some Have familial they... relation but he's he's old enough to be his grandfather so I right mean, ed asner's 91 have have they done any of the flashbacks where they kind of show Johnny's perspective of what happened back in the day versus LaRusso's yet? I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of what they they did. I mean, they they did a lot of the flashback to the original movie and yeah. they showed things that were maybe were not originally in there. Right. Um, and kind of showed it through his his perspective or change the camera view around a little bit. I, I really enjoyed it. Will, is it something you'll continue to watch? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think you should. I think it's one of those things that as you continue to get deeper and deeper into it, it becomes less about what has happened in the past. And it becomes more commentary on like, what happens when you hold on to these tensions? Sure. What happens when you hold on to this stuff? And your perspective of something sometimes you feel is more real than what really happened. Oh, totally. And if we don't need that right now, today, to be able to take a step back and look at things from a different perspective, you know, I don't know when is more relevant than right it's, now. It's almost a commentary on nostalgia itself. Agreed. And how holding on to your childhood and holding on to these, uh, you know, to what you did in, in high school or whenever and making yep. that your identity can really, really fuck you up. 100%. Now, what's really interesting is 
the process by which it took for this show to get produced because Johnny, uh, the guy who plays Johnny, I forget his name. Um, uh, William Zabka. Yes. And, um, oh God, Rock Ralph Macchio. Macchio are friends in real life. They're good I, I friends. I hope so. And they both said the exact same thing, which is we're not touching this unless it's done the right way. Well, yeah. This is not about cashing a paycheck for us. This is not about just getting work. You know, these characters, this series is beloved to us. To be fair, yeah. Neither of them were really doing anything. That's why I think that it's so such a beautiful version. Look, I'm not saying that there's not room for bullshit there, but um I think the last thing I saw Ralph Macchio on was uh some like the roast of Charlie Sheen or something like right. that. I forget. And and Zabka, I haven't seen since shit. When was the last movie he was in? Um, the Karate Kid too? I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't in two. He was. I think he was in three. I because it because no. I think two, one and two was him, and then three he went to Japan. I think two was in Japan. Three was three. And I know. And I know came this, back to. To LA or wherever. Sure about this? I'm pretty sure. Well, listen, I wasn't sure about the order <laughs> of the fucking Muppet Show. How am I? How am I sure about this? Um, all right, all right, cool. So, um, listen, I'm, 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 I'm glad that we've, we've both taken the leap, a collective leap for, for ourselves and for each other to introduce ourselves to these, these new shows that are not new to anyone else but us. I feel like I need to take a moment and, and do a little like self-deprecation of this Jared Stern because I feel like the Muppets oh, thing fine. was a little no but I, I had something prepared so Julie had oh. her first big moment with me last night of why it's exhausting dating a comedian just just now she's had that moment well I, I've been using most of my good material up until this point last night was the first time I was like actively working out something else so oh, okay. Do you remember how I told you that when I get on a kick and, and get mildly inebriated, I have a tendency to buy web domains? Did you do it again? I did it this weekend. I what relapsed. Did you, what did you get? I'm going to walk you through it. Oh, please. Okay. So me, Julie, and some friends of ours go went to Idlewild for the weekend. It was um, this like mountain, this really nice mountain in uh, California. It's kind mm -hmm. of on the opposite side of Big Bear, but it's completely untouched by society. There are there are nine crystal shops and no Starbucks, right? <laughs> nice. It's beautiful. It's just in the mountains. It's isolated. There's not a, com the most commercialized building that existed up there was a shell gas station. And then everything oh, wow. else was like Idlewild Market, Idlewild Liquor Store. Beautiful. Absolutely wonderful, right? So while we're up there, one of my friends uh, is a witch. She's Wiccan. She does spells. She does tarot readings. What? She does like the thing. No, no, it's a real thing. Like, look. Well, I know Wiccans are a real thing, but she's yeah. like- Okay. So she, she, do, or they do the thing where they do, uh, they're, they're gender non-conforming, but they, they do the thing where like they do spells and tower readings. It's fun. It's, it's a nice thing to kind of be self-reflective. Anyway, they have this real frustration with people who use sage. Now for the, <laughs> for the niche within the niche of the listeners, those uh -huh. who sage their apartments are doing it incorrectly. Right. Okay. Uh, because you're not actually trained on how to do it. You're just wafting it around and it, it's not the correct you're way. You're being very haphazard with the sage. You're haphazard saging. And so as they were explaining to the group why this was incorrect, I had recycled something I had said before, which is when you're blanket saging like that, it's like you're taking antibiotics, right? You're wiping out 
all of the bacteria from your body, including the good bacteria. Okay. So when you take antibiotics, you have good bacteria and bad bacteria. Good bacteria does good things in your body. This is real true health stuff. Sure. Bad bacteria you want to get rid of. Antibiotics wipes all the bacteria out. So I made the joke, which was like, yeah, it's the antibiotics of sage. What you need to do is you need to take sage yogurt to refill the good bacteria in your body. You need spiritual yogurt. You need spoyo. And that's when Spoyo started birthing. Spiritual yogurt, spiritualyogurt.com. What I want to do is I want to create, it's gonna, it's it's a it's a tangent food line with the Jared Stern rehydrated raisins. raisins. <laughs> <laughs> it's spoyo, it's spiritual yogurt, right? It's what, yogurt what? for your soul. It's soulgurt, right? It's it. And so what it is, it's the yogurt itself. Oh, this is well thought out. The yogurt itself is infused with sage. So it wipes all the bad spiritual energy out of your body. But the, the preserves, the raspberry, the strawberry, the blueberry preserves, all are mineral infused. Mm, <laughs> it's okay. spoyo, spoyo life. Um, now... I then went on to see if spoyo.com was available. And here's the kicker. Spoyo.com is not available. I don't know who the fuck has spoyo.com. Did you go to spoyo.com? I didn't, but I did discover that for $2 for an entire year, I could get spoyo.life because .life is oh. available. So now I am the proud owner of spoyo.life, spoyo, foyo life. Um, and Do I don't actually know. Have, hang on. I, I want to go to this website <laughs> right now. I own it. I, there's nothing on there right now. Oh, there's nothing on it. Oh, oh okay. so I, the big thing last night with Julie was, and I'm sure you've been in this position before. I couldn't figure out which was funnier. Spogurt or Solgurt, right? Spiritual yogurt or soul yogurt. And I was like, no, but here's the thing, babe. Peas are funnier. The letter yeah. P is a funny letter. I so was like, about to say that, yes. Solgurt sounds like a real thing, right? But Spogurt could be a real thing, but sounds like it's not. And she's like, I don't care which one it is. Can we please go to bed? And I was like, look, can you just, I drew out a diagram of why bees are funnier in this. Um, it's, what, it's why the spleen is the funnier organ. Spleen is funnier, yes. It's why we would be more successful if we were Jared Splurns. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to myself every day. If only if I was Jared Splurn, that would be. But if we could get rehydrated raisins into Spogard, I think that this is a win right here. Listen, hi, sharks. <laughs> we can make this happen. So I, uh, I, I dipped into the... Um, into the listener mailbag again. Oh yeah, please. A good buddy, uh, Chris, who okay. I'll tell you how I met him. I was uh, I was doing stand up up in Buffalo, New York, mm. at a uh, a club that no longer exists, which is a goddamn shame because it was it was great. It's called uh, Comics Cafe, and the comics was spelled with an X. Mm. So you know uh, it was raunchy. Yeah. Um, so. I'll tell you what I loved about this place, just as a comedy club. It was one of the only places where, as I'm walking out the door from my first weekend, the owner gives me a date for, an, for another weekend. Tell me when that happens. That's it's unheard of. of. It's completely unheard of. The That's place sheer was, desperation. 
That's asking the person you're out on a date with if they'd <laughs> like to go out on another date before hey, it's over. It's it, it, the place was awesome. They had, because it was in Buffalo, um, wings were oh, yes. a big deal in Buffalo. And they had their own house uh, recipe for the wings and the sauce had grape jelly in them. Oh, so good. Anyway, so uh, Chris would like to know, uh, wings, how yeah. do you like them? Okay, so <clears throat> I'm a boneless guy. Oh, God, that's not a wing. I, I'm aware of that. That's okay. why I knew it would be disappointing. That's why I oh. took the moment and grunted beforehand. I, <laughs> I, I can eat, okay, so I can eat ribs off the bone and lick them clean. There's no, sure. I have no problem with ribs, but I have some sort of weird texture aversion to certain types of like meat textures in my mouth. I will eat a chicken wing here and there. I, I, I will, I will eat a buffalo wing. It's not to say that I won't, but I don't know. I, I Maybe it's the Jew in me, but if I have something this big, I wanna be able to consume all of it. I don't want to be able to leave some of it behind. I you just mean like, like the a... bone? What's yeah. wrong with leaving the bone behind? <laughs> Every I mean, if you week... want to get technical, you, can, you just crack them open and suck the marrow out. But what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Every <laughs> week, I feel behind? like I find new and creative ways to disappoint you. And I, I cannot thank these questions enough for you to be like, ah, oh, man, this Jared Stern might have made some mistakes, but look at what like... I could have up as it's like the Monty over here it's like the Monty Python crunchy frog sketch you take the bones out well if you took the bones out they wouldn't be crunchy would it (laughs) I give me an example of what you're looking for from this response what is your preferred buffalo when it comes to wings this is what I like so do they have out in your neck of the woods do they have banchan chicken I can't confidently uh, say one way or the other. Okay. Banchan, they do the Korean twice fried. Oh, yeah. Korean fried. Yeah. We oh. got Korean shit all over. Love Korean fried wings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. so they yeah. have like a they have like a soy glaze and then they yeah. have their hot, their hot sauce. Both of oh, those yeah. fantastic with a little bit of daikon, pickled daikon radish in between yep. as a palate cleanser. Love it. There's another place that I love uh, that is uh, based out of North Carolina. It's called East Coast Wings. They, the way they do their saucings, so you, first you, you, you pick, pick your heat level and then you pick your sauce. And they have different, vari- like so many different varieties. You have all different kinds of flavor profiles from, from Asian to right. Caribbean jerk, whatever. Do you remember, this is oddly on point. Do you remember the first time you ever saw me, like what I looked like talking was when I did that <laughs> live stream with my brother with the hot drop. Yes, 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 yes. the... yeah, that's right. You guys were doing the hot ones challenge, right? We were doing the hot ones challenge, right? We made the active choice because we didn't want to be thrown by textures of using vegan wings. We did meatless wings for that. And if you watched all the way through, both him and I choked our way down the final one and then threw up afterwards live oh, on God. camera. I, to this day, am convinced that it wasn't the hot sauce itself. It was just the texture of a vegan wing that had been sauced and sat out for like an hour and a half. And then we ate it. The texture was so god awful. What is a vegan wing made of? I don't know. Is it like breaded broccoli? Like, what the hell is it? 
I don't know what it's made out of. What I do know it's not made out of is the flesh and skin of another animal. And this is what happens every so often. I never grew up being like a huge meat eater. Like to me, the protein itself is never what I care about. It's the flavors surrounding it. This is why I like a lot of Asian foods. I like a lot of Asian fusion, like a lot of Mexican food. I love big Indian food. I love big, bold flavors, right? Mm -hmm. But every so often I become just consciously aware of the fact that I am consuming another living, breathing creature. It's not breathing anymore. Well, (laughs) it's also not living anymore. I should hope that. But I, I'll go through like these month on ends where I'm like, I can't eat meat right now. Like I'm too, like my, I'm too hyper aware of the fact that like I'm eating what used to be a living creature and I don't technically need to eat this thing in order to stay alive. Now I always come back. There's never a point where I live in it in, in like perpetuity, but okay. Yeah, that, that is sometimes what happens when I'll eat a chicken wing. Like I'll bite into a piece of cartilage and I'll be like, that was a joint that this thing used to use to walk around. <laughs> maybe it had a loved one. And like, it just, it's like this spiral. Oh, you, really, you, 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 have to leave, you really have to leave emotion out of it. Um, <laughs> I, I think that where our difference occurs is the Irish Catholic influence that I have. The, the Irish Catholic and the Jewish, it's just guilt compounded on top of guilt. Oh, yeah. And I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. So if I'm eating a chicken wing and I'm like, I'm actually in a pretty good space right now. I'll eat the chicken wing and I'm like, I didn't need to kill this living thing. I you didn't just though. Eaten- you didn't kill it. That <laughs> was not on you. You did not make the choice to kill it. You Just because you're consuming it doesn't mean you're guilty of murder. You're not, you're not an accessory at that point. <laughs> But I feel like I am. <laughs> Are you, do you like spicy things? This is this was yes. my Nashville hot chicken. Okay, so we uh, Andrea and I went mm-hmm. to Nashville uh, and we tried Nashville hot chicken, and um, it's really fucking hot. It's like your lips are going to, you might as well just rip them off because they. You, you have to find a way to eat eat the food without your lips touching it. Like I like I like I like spicy food. I've uh, although in in my advanced age, I've found my my constitution has yeah. <laughs> uh, not quite what it was. I will do you one better, and that is there's never a time when I attempt something that's spicier than I really should do that there isn't some sort of religious experience I have <laughs> on the toilet at around like three thirty in the morning where I'm just like, it's all digested. And I'm just sitting there being like, why did I decide to do this yep. to myself? What, what, what am I as a human being that drove me to this point? And it's in those moments that I really recommend Spoyo. Uh, spiritual yogurt will really get you <laughs> through that moment more than anything else. A buddy of mine has a great joke that describes that sensation that you're talking yeah. about. Please tell me you've seen the movie Aliens. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know the at the point at the end where uh, Ripley is going in to save Newt from the alien queen. Very well. And yeah. she lights the entire spoiler alert. By the way, uh, she lights the entire <laughs> egg sack section yes, yes. on fire, and then takes off with Newt. And then you see the alien queen dislodge herself from yeah. that egg sack. That's what it feels like yes. when those spices don't break down. Yes. And yes. you're sitting on the toilet. That's yeah. uh, Larry XL. That's, uh, at, that's his, I, I, I don't think I did it justice, but that's how he, uh, how he imagines it.
when you come out here, and I'm not saying if, I'm saying when, when you come out here, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to a place called Howling Rays. Oh, God. Which um, Johnny Rayzone um, was this guy who worked in high level fine dining kitchens, but just decided that he just wanted to produce like really good fucking hot Nashville hot chicken. And so he opens this little place in Chinatown in this little strip mall. And there are now no less than probably four or five restaurants that have popped up simply making money, feeding the people waiting in line to get how. Oh, wow. I have never gone there where there hasn't been at least a two hour wait. I have waited four hours in line for this chicken. Now I know how to do it at this point. I know my spice level. My spice level is medium plus. Because mm-hmm. once you get to hot is when they start working in the ghost pepper. And oh, that's God. what really hits you later on. I like the medium with just a little touch of the heat. So it's a medium plus. But it is without question the greatest spicy chicken sandwich that has ever been created by man. Okay. My brother has waited this line with me for three hours. He still salivates at the idea of it. It is so good that I've never had a bad experience. I've been there six or seven times and it has never failed to not only blow me away, but blow away whoever I bring with there. But the reason why I think it would be good for us is it's like two hours of waiting in line where we can throw content up online. (laughs) We can go back and forth. We can record a podcast. We can do an entire live stream podcast from the Howling Rays line. (laughs) Um, I I do have one more thing. Let's do it. Let's do one and more. It's, it's, it's a bit of a downer. We'll find a way to bring it up. Uh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, this this weekend, yeah, um, marks uh, my comedy anniversary, my stand-up comedy anniversary. Oh wow! Nineteen years. What? Yeah, started in two thousand two. Started okay. at a place called uh, Winchester's in Baltimore. Uh, like a hole in the wall place doesn't even exist anymore, but it was a community of, of comedians uh, that were very welcoming to me and got, got me off the ground. It was a once a week mic. And there were a lot of great comics that came out of that, I guess, class um, guys like uh, that were already kind of established Mike Stork. Great. KT Tatara, who is uh, out in LA now. Uh, my buddy Larry XL, who I was telling you about, um, and there was a guy named Eric Myers. Yeah. When when you were out in LA, did you encounter Eric at all? No, but <clears throat> obviously I'm friends with you on Facebook, and I'm friends with uh, Brian Connors, who mm. who has also talked about this. So I'm going to give you a little bit of runway here and just kind of do what you need to do. Then, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Uh, so. Uh, on on Thursday, uh, yeah. this past week, we found out that um, that he died. Yeah, and it's just man, it was just such a fucking shame. It's because I've been rooting for this kid since I met him. He was twenty one yeah. when we first started, and he was such a you know just a ball of nervous comic energy. And he was so good up on stage. He was re- like, he, a, a, another comedian friend of mine wrote, uh, put an article on, uh, on Medium 
and and a lot of people are saying or have said a lot more eloquent things than I'll be able to muster up here. But he he said Eric was uh, the comic that your favorite comic didn't want to follow uh, because he was just a goddamn monster on stage. Yeah. And he, I'm I'm so great. I'm so happy that he was able to make to attain some level of uh, notoriety uh out out in la he he recorded a special that's on hulu it's called dopeless romantic please check it out we'll put a link to it uh we'll definitely put a link yeah uh he uh had a a kickstarter for an animated series based on his life uh that i donated to so i could get myself animated into it uh it was called uh court ordered anyway he he had a lot of you know he had he dealt with substance abuse uh, and when I say dealt with sub- sub- substance abuse, he had multiple DUIs, like people had to drive him to gigs and he, people were under strict orders to not let him not make, let him go near alcohol. He got a little bit of a reputation around the local area, some of the local clubs, um, but he was, he was on the upswing and he was sober and he was doing, he was doing well. And um, the thing like I, when, when the news was kind of breaking around Facebook and stuff like that, it, Larry, who I mentioned earlier, he yeah. showed us, a, he put a, a, a group message group together with uh, me and about six or seven other comics. Uh, and he said, hey, can, can anyone confirm this? And, uh, and uh, he, got, he, would, he, um, he got hit by a, uh, he got hit by a van uh, on a highway uh, in Amarillo, Texas. And I, uh, man, he deserved a lot better than his demons let, let him get to, um, guys. Uh, he was really one of the best comics that you would ever have the privilege of seeing on a stage. And I just wish I just, I just wish that he had, he deserved better. Buddy of mine, Jim Meyer, also a, a comedian. He worked with Eric a while ago, you know, this is back in the day. They both opened for, uh, for Mitch Hedberg mm. at uh, the DC Improv. And uh, Eric crushed so hard that Mitch Hedberg did not want to go on stage because he didn't want to follow Eric. That's how, that's how awesome he was. So do yourself a favor, check him out. He's on Hulu. Uh, he was, he did a, he, Dice did a, a Showtime special uh, It featured him. Um, the, 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 these last couple of days have not been great because his, his birthday was on Sunday. It, he would have been 40. He, uh, yeah. I think it goes without saying that we will link as much information as we can for Eric in the bio of this podcast. Um, you know that I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. Yeah. Um, 
it never gets easier. Um, and, and what I always say to people is, I don't want it to get easier. I, I, I want to be able to feel that emptiness of not having that person here because that memory is all that we can hold on to. Sure. And, you know, I don't know what the hell's out there. I, I've, I've always gone back and forth between whether I believe in spirituality, whether I don't, I, I consider myself an agnostic. I don't know what's out there. Sure. But for any comedian, if there is something out there than him knowing that his life touched you in this way, that touched others in that way, if there is something more out there, feeling that emptiness, feeling that loss, just goes to show how impactful that individual was. Yeah. And and the only thing I can hope is that there are a hundred more Jareds out there that saw Eric and sat there and gone, went, why isn't this guy more famous? You know, that their lives were changed, that they they think back to that one moment of that comedy club where that comedian just absolutely killed and took them out of their reality and allowed them to have that escape and that laugh and that light. Um, I, I'm so sorry that you had to go through this. And, and, and I've seen this on your social media and we haven't talked about it prior to this moment, but I really do appreciate you sharing this. And for those who are listening, I, I hope you understand that whatever this podcast is, you know that it's a real interaction between me and Jared, whatever that interaction is. And I'm thankful that you shared this with me here. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Sorry for springing. No, 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 no. I, and I, I think given where we're at with everything, I don't mind leaving this on this note because my God, with not just with what Eric went through, look, Given everything that has gone on in the past year with COVID and everything, like the amount of loss that people are experiencing is not just limited to one thing or the other. It's across the board. And it can't just be that we talk about the fun stuff, like how I'm a complete asshole when it comes to chicken wings. Like it also has to be some real things as well. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm somebody who loves words and I, I always look at every moment and think, what is the best thing that I can possibly say in any moment to help somebody or make them feel better or make them laugh? And at the end of the day, sometimes it's just, you know, I don't know and I'm here, you yeah. know? So, and for lack of a better turning point, we're here. The whole purpose of this podcast, the whole reason we started doing this outside of our benign narcissism is because I think Jared and I consider ourselves to be genuinely decent people who just enjoy each other's company and, and want a safe space where people can come and listen and enjoy themselves and be able to laugh or feel vulnerable without feeling like they're going to be ridiculed or attacked for it. Yeah. And I, I can't think of a better example of allowing people in to see that vulnerability than when you just did. So wow. uh, thank you for sharing. I think we should add that if anyone who is listening to this is feeling like they have nowhere else to turn, yeah. there's there's numbers you can call. There's and we'll, hotlines. Let's uh, link that in the bio as well. Yeah. Because let's, you're, yeah. You're, you're not alone. The world is a better place with you in it. There's always a better way. Yeah. And, and we'll put links for hotlines and information like that as well um so. yeah 
Are you good? Is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to Eric? I, I don't want you to feel like you had to have like this kind of one moment and maybe you're going back. And is there anything else that you want to discuss about him? You want to talk about him about? No, I mean, he was just a, he was just a, for as great as he was, he was ego free. Yeah. It's just such a rare combination to find in someone as talented as he was. Cause he was always looking to try uh, to make himself better. Yeah. Uh, on on stage and he would always have a tag uh for you and he was always you know he, he always cared about what what things were uh, how things were going with you his ego did not match his talent how about yeah. that that's what it, that's what it was uh, yeah and so it's i i hope it i hope he's at peace that's all i hope i really appreciate you sharing this I, I know your instinct is to think that this will be something that people won't appreciate appreciate about the podcast, but I, I guarantee you that people will enjoy this part of the podcast more than you think they will. Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure if if enjoyment is the right word, but he's he's a guy who deserves to be remembered. So, you know, I, I don't think I could go yeah. without mentioning him. Um, and I hope Eric enjoys being a part yeah. of another uh, impromptu conversation <laughs> between two, two stones. <laughs> Honestly, we're just going to keep fucking this up until we can do this in person with each other. We can make right. eye contact. That'll be the moment. Uh, um, appreciate you sharing this tonight, my friend. Um, and I know normally we try to go out on a laugh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different route tonight and I'm just going to say maybe we take maybe three or four seconds, just do a nice little moment of silence for Eric, and that'll be our out. Sounds good. Yeah? This one's for Eric. Love you, buddy. <laughs>